Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I am your host, James. And today, before we begin, I just want to remind everyone to be safe. To the, these times are very difficult for a lot of us. But the most important thing you can do is be as safe as you possibly can. I, I know it, it can be hard to do so. But... I just I just want people to be safe. That that's my end goal. So now let's begin to go into the episode Go Figure. It begins in downtown city where Zoe, Penny, and Pepper are out on a shopping trip, and then suddenly aliens attack. Vinny in a costume shows up and declares himself the lizard of legend, along with his sidekick, Mangoose. So, Sunil isn't a fan of his hero name, and he and Vinny kind of argue about it. Vinny explains it so that it makes sense to Sunil, and then when it does, Sunil still doesn't like it. Zoe, Penny, and Pepper remind them of the imminent alien invasion, and Vinny tells the aliens to stand down. But in the end, it wasn't the Lizard of Legend or Mangoose who stopped the aliens. It was the humblest of all God's creatures, the Blythosaurus Rex. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Blythosaurus comes in, and Vinny is terrified, but then it snaps back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. <laughs> I, I know. And we see Blythe at LPS with Vinny and Sunil in costume, and Blythe wants to make sure... They fit. Vinny says, For you, Blythe, anything. Because we are the Lizard of Legend. And, and then Sunil interrupts with the sidekick whose name has yet to be determined. Vinny face palms. So then the credits roll. Opening credits roll. And then we see Vinny modeling his outfit when Sunil asks about his name. He says he was a hero before. Remember Super Sunil? Now that is true, but Super Sunil is the name of an episode. His superhero identity in that episode was El Cobra Cabra. I remember, I also nitpicked a little bit of stuff at the beginning of that episode as well. And, uh, I don't know, that's just the nature of the show, I guess. There's, there's a lot of stuff to nitpick for sure, but, I don't know, like... Okay, I'm just going to say it. This episode's pretty solid all around. Uh, I'll, I'll get to fully explaining why later. Uh, well, after I explain all of the episode. But, I mean, that is that is a little bit of nitpick. If, you, if you're going to bring it up, at least, at least check your sources. I mean, unless there isn't an LPS Bible un- until the fourth season. We're back on the Bible already, huh? Vinny points out that he does remember, but he also points out that uh, in a scene we didn't happen to see, Sunil said he would be the sidekick since he did the hero thing before, and Super shouldn't be in a sidekick's name, which Sunil agrees upon. On a technicality, like, there's Supergirl, Superboy... Crypto the Super Dog all have like supers in their name, but that denotes who their superior is, not necessarily 
Well, I mean, it also denotes their power set. But, I mean, I guess that's the exception that proves the rule. Because, like, they do have super in the name, but it's more to denote who is their superior and their general power set. Like, you see that with, like, Aqualad or Kid Flash. Or really the only one you don't see that with in terms of traditional comics is Robin. Even though, by a lot of standards, he is a lot like Batman. Because, like, again, no powers, but has a lot of gadgets and, like, a lot of know-how and uses a bunch of intimidation tactics sometimes. And, like, when he becomes Nightwing or, you know, whatever the other Robins become eventually, including Batman at one point, I think, this this whole thing is... Well, it really fits in. Uh... We're, we're, I'm just I'm off on a tangent. I I don't need to don't need to go into <laughs> this right now. But like you you get the idea I'm trying to I'm trying to say. So Blythe can tell that they're excited, but they need to focus on Zappercon. Penny starts to ask what that is, but Minka interrupts excitedly to finish the question. Blythe explains that it's a convention for fans of Agents of Zap. Pepper starts to ask, but Minka then finishes asking, isn't that the widely popular TV show, movie franchise, toy line, comic book series, and breakfast cereal? Blythe says yes. So you can see, you can see why that little, like, sidekick in Heroes rant I went on is fitting. Because we're, we're going into the world of conventions and... You know, media conventions, not like business conventions, but yeah, that's that's why it fits. I am, I am, I'm prepared. So, so Pepper asks if it's possible for Minka to take it down a notch. Minka says it's actually scientifically impossible for her to do so, and then Blythe explains that this year the con is in downtown city, which I don't think conventions really work like that. I like usually okay from from what I know and I've been to a few cons is the like a con is at a like set place every year like okay I know I know cons can, cons can move but it's more of a permanent move than like Oh, this year it's in New York. Next year it's in Chicago. The year after that it's in Baltimore. I don't think cons work like that. Like, like, like the con I usually go to has moved locations once, but that's just to get a bigger location to accommodate more people. It's not, it's not a traveling convention. Because that... That seems illogical. So, Blythe says that she has a booth to debut her line of pet-friendly cosplay called Pawsplay. 
Vinny and Sunil both advertise it for a little bit, and then Penny says she likes it, and so does Minka. Blythe hopes it does well enough, so then she needs the cash to fix up her scooter. Pepper is a little bummed that the scooter needs to be repaired. But my my question is, could, couldn't that be written off as a business expense? Because, like, Blythe needs it for her business. Does Blythe even do taxes? Because, like, she runs her own own business and works for a different business. Oh, okay. That's okay. So the the littlest pet shop is the bigger business that has a smaller business of Blythe style within it. That has to complicate something. Like, so she earns money that way and earns other money on selling her designs. And also she has a vlog cast that has like a million plus views. So like it would be foolish not to monetize that. Like, I mean... I know there's integrity, but I mean, if it's not too intrusive, like you could probably get money out of that really well. Like, I'm not hmm. like, I don't think Blythe does any of this for the money, but I don't know. She's earning a substantial amount and she's also like like she she bought a booth at a like popular convention to help sell more stuff that should that should, like but like the thing is she is a minor i don't like would she even be making enough to start taxes cuz like i know you don't get a w2 unless you make like 600 or something an hour not not an hour jeez but I, I would i would kill for 600 an hour but like like 600 dollars or more at a business within a year maybe she does that but she's also a minor so i don't know if um, man man this this whole thing is confusing. Like the status of Blythe's job is confusing, and it's even more confusing because it seems to be on quid pro quo basis, where like she doesn't show up all the time, just some of the time, but she's really helpful when she shows up. And also she sells her stuff out of LPS through Blythe Style. Does she have an online store for that? She should have an online store for that, I guess. But, I mean, I guess that gets into other complications where, like, if she had an online store and the means to send it out all over 
the world that would really limit her time elsewhere, which she needs. We're just gonna... We're just gonna, like, think on this for a little bit while I go over the episode. So, meanwhile, Russell tells them to enjoy themselves. He explains he's not going because even though he is a zapper, as... Yeah, that hold on, that's a little confusing. Because, like, zapper is, also, is the name that the fans use in terms of defining themselves as fans of agent agents of zap but later it's also pointed out that zappers are what the heroes are called which is peculiar like i have it in in these notes it's for like coming up right now but, okay, so he explains that he likes the show and is a zapper. He is uh, upset because it's recently been revealed that his favorite character, Kurg, is a Monoruvian spy and double-crossed all the other zappers. That, that's where it's coming from. I, I kind of am jumping the gun a lot. Like, I jumped the gun, like, three times already like twice you know about one time uh it's gonna come up so gun gun jumper james <laughs> so russell points out that the way Vinny looks he reminds him of one of his favorite zappers this is this is confusing because if fans are called zappers and the characters are also called zappers that uh that just uh, that's a like, I get context is key, but there has to be a better way to do this. Like, I mean, when when we say there, context, like, matters. Uh, but, like, it's really, it's really confusing. Uh, count, I know... I know context is, like, important, and language is weird, but I don't know. Like, th this is a thing br they brought upon themselves. This is something that they could have changed before, like, before, like, there, there, and there is, like, a, is, like, a, like, too late scenario where, like, I don't know, any attempt to introduce a change into that would be, like, would not get off the ground fast enough for it to m mean anything. Th this could have been, like, stopped at the source. So, whatever. Whatever. We're, we're gonna go. We're gonna go. So, he goes to get some evidence, but wouldn't Vinny know this? If he's going to a zapper con or is he just going because Blythe asked him to and Blythe might be the actual fan that's why she made the costume the way it is that never really gets brought up in this episode on like who who the con who, who like well okay it's Blythe's idea to go to the con because she has to like 
promote her business and do business. But other than that, like, does Blythe go because she wants to go? That part never gets mentioned or brought up or whatever. So then a grasshopper walks in and and we're back. Oh, we're back at good old casual racism station. Because, like, when he enters, uh, there's, like, clearly an East Asian-inspired music track playing behind him. And when Blythe says, did you mean to come in here? He speaks with an accent. Like, an East Asian accent. It's not well-defined beyond that. But he's also played by a white guy and refers to Blythe as Lotus Petal. And he's also a Zen master and has come for some much needed relaxation. And his name is Master Hop. Again, I don't think any of this comes out of a place of vitriol. I just think it comes from a place of ignorance. And, like, it's worth pointing out either way. It's just, uh, it's just a little weird. Because, like, I don't know, there there are so many, like, things. Like, I mean, one of my favorite quotes is, Never assume, uh, like, evil when, uh, you can assume stupidity. So, basically, like, like, I mean, there is evil in the world, don't get me wrong. But a lot of, like, evil stuff, like, might not be evil, just ignorance. So, there's that. Like, there is definite evils in the world, but it's just... Oh boy, I am. I am not keeping my uh, my time down whatsoever on this episode, because there's a lot. Speaking of a lot, uh, we we also have the return of what bug slash bug like creatures can talk. So we can now add grasshoppers to bees, spiders, and mosquitoes as creatures who can talk in English. And you can talk to them back versus flies and butterflies who can't speak any human language when you have the ability to talk to them. Oh boy. So, there's that as well. So, Blythe welcomes Master Hop and says it's nice to meet him. And Master Hop says, Namaste. Which, okay, Namaste is more of an Indian thing, whereas Zen is more of like a a Chinese, Japanese area kind of thing. Like, okay. I guess that's why they wanted to keep it 
undefined so that they could pull from this, but that just makes it a little a little worse. Like from from the standpoint of cultural appropriation. But like like if you can look I know it's hard to like look past it sometimes. Like I I know not everyone can, but I I um, like I I don't know if everyone should. I'm calling it out, but like I still enjoy it because I can look past it because I understand what they mean or what they want to do. And if everything was hunky-dory, this would be fine. It's, uh, it's weird. So, uh, oh man. So, uh, uh, where was I even? Okay, I can look past it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the example I wanted to use was, like, like I, I completely, like, if there was, like, some kids on the playground who were pretending to do kung fu and be Jackie Chan, like, that's, I mean, it's, it's, mm. like, I can look past it because their, their heart is in, the right place they want to celebrate Jackie Chan and be like Jackie Chan but I don't know it's a it's a really hard line to walk so Master Hop enters a trance and then Blaith says this guy is good so Blaith is taking Vinny and Sunil to the con on her scooter, but is having trouble due to her scooter being in such poor shape. Vinny asks if Sunil is ready, and Sunil is upset because he still doesn't have a suitable name, even though he rejected the name Mangoose from it. That That's his problem, I guess. But Vinny tells him to zero in on something he's good at. Sunil thinks of something. He's, he says he's good at finding deals. So, bargain hunter. Vinny tells him to work on it some more. I kind of like it, though. Although I am kind of thinking of, like, you know, headhunter, in a sense. Russell pulls a comic out and goes to show Vinny. Uh, he can't find them, though, because they've already left. Russell decides to remember the good times before Kirk was a villain. Meanwhile, Minka is observing Master Hop. Pepper is impressed that she actually can take it down a notch. Minka explains that it's the Master. He inspires her. She wants to try and become focused and zen. Pepper asks if she knows what that is, and Minka explains it in a way she understands, and she wants to do it. Pepper tells her not to interrupt, but Minka insists she isn't. She then asks Master Hop to become focused, 
which disturbs him a little bit. He seems panicked about the whole thing. I would like to quickly point out that Minka tried this in OMG, the short, but it didn't take. But maybe Master Hop's mastery over it uh, that has her entranced has, like, uh, you know, flipped a switch in Minka where, you know, this is something she'd like to actually try and see and stuff. So, anyway, the convention is in full swing, and from the outset, either Agents of Zap has a broad scope with a lot of world-building and a bunch of unique or otherwise out-of-place characters, or this is treated as a general convention with Agents of Zap being at the forefront. Now, from my understanding of Agents of Zap, there is an outer space element to it, so there's a lot of space aliens but there's also a lot of like costumes that like just seems out of place i don't know maybe it is all agents of zap and we don't and i like i can't tell though because like like this is the first time we've heard about agents of zap like i don't don't know and it, it has such a like broad scope if it's gonna encapsulate superheroes in space i guess oh boy this is this is a rant heavy episode already so anyway blythe is selling a lot of her cosplay at her booth and she tells Vinny and sunil to keep it up Vinny wants to leave but sunil doesn't he likes the energy and thinks his alias should be Supermodel, but then backs down when Vinny glares at him. Vinny says that we could take a break and walk around the convention center, and then once the break's over, they'll have the energy to model better. Sunil is hesitant, but Vinny says to relax, tell Blythe they're leaving without her, without making sure she actually hears them, and walks off. Sunil wants to stay, but as a sidekick, he is determined to follow every order his hero says and leaves as well. Blythe is selling her merch and thinks the money she's getting will get her scooter repaired. She then sees that Vinny and Sunil are missing. So Blythe wants to leave, but then someone comes up asking for an elven thief costume for her cat. So I guess this is more general of a convention or Blythe's booth is general. So this is this is the other time I jumped the gun a little cuz like why why is Blythe selling if, if it's an agents of zap focused con if if that is the case uh like could she not sell a larger variety of, like, pause play at her thing? But then, at the same time, like, she, like, if if she has the store, the, the store itself, and that's her only storefront and not an online store, like, it would make sense for, like, someone to come in and buy 
an elven thief costume for a cat so that they can go to a um what would D&D be called in this uh, universe you know that's not important right now uh let's let's focus back on this but like yeah it would make sense if like if they if like for a if, to buy it for a later fantasy convention why didn't i just say that from the beginning because i am something okay so yeah like if Blythe were to sell these online she could sell more it's uh she like if she wants to expand her business venture Blythe should at least think about getting an accountant to help deal with all of these problems or at least some help because like I mean I get it showing up at a convention is good there's a lot of foot traffic and a lot of people come by someone's bound to buy something though that might not be a good idea right now uh but like cosplay is an interesting idea for this world so she could sell it online if she really wanted to along with her general use wares um because hmm. like in in uh pump up the panda uh like blythe had blythe has the website running a banner at the end saying that you can get it at littlest pet shop instead of at the blythe style online store sponsored by littlest pet shop i mean get, why is it not that well okay Okay, the other thing I did mention is time. Oh boy. So, like, if Blythe ran an online store... Well, okay, but even then... Like, if she ran an online store, she could, like, limit the amount of, like, commissions she can make. Or... Or the amount of things... Well, no, because, like, Blythe Style is a general store that you have to walk into to get stuff. Uh, oh, boy. Blythe, Blythe's financial situation is a, is a big old, big old question mark. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So... Blythe obliges to get the costume and tells herself not to panic. Meanwhile, Vinny loves exploring the convention center. Sunil is leaving behind pieces of lint. When Vinny asks why, he says so it's that they can find their way back to Blythe and says that we've gotten lost before. Vinny thinks that's a smart idea and asks where he's getting all of this from. And Sunil says he has an excess amount of belly button lint. Vinny says, nice. I'm surprised that Sunil does not try to think of a way to, like, make this into a superhero name. Like, Lint Boy or, you know, Lint, the Lint Trapper. The Adventures of the Lizard of Legend and Lint Trapper. That 
That that is something, Sunil. Maybe maybe it's not Blythe that only needs like a business strategy. Like Sunil needs like a business strategy for a superhero name. So but either way, none of that matters because the constant walking from the patrons and the general wind disturbs the trail of lint. So at the pet shop, Master Hop is concentrating in a pose. Minka comes over and says she brought her own yogurt to help. Master Hop corrects her to yoga. And Minka's like, oh, it's yoga. See, I learned something. Teach me. Master Hop sees Russell concentrating really hard on his comic book and is amazed by it. Minka is confused. Master Hop goes over to Russell and Russell introduces himself. Master Hop explains that he's never seen someone so focused before and that he wishes to nurture this raw talent to become something fierce. Russell objects and Master Hop is confused. Minka is sad about Master Hop not wanting to teach her. But it might be a part of laziness on Master Hop because I, I get trying to shape raw talent, but at the same time, there's a student who's ready and willing. And he doesn't want to teach her because, you know, he disturbs her or she he thinks she might not be teachable. But, like, Snappy Closter did that with Penny where, like, like she was at the bottom of the barrel... And he thinks he could get her to the top. But I guess these characters are different characters. And focus on different things. So there's that. So meanwhile, Vinny and Sunil continue walking around. Vinny says that this Agents of Zap stuff is interesting. And then Sunil spots something. A poster for the Zap character that looks like Vinny that Russell mentioned. Baron Lazardowitz. Vinny is enamored and says he looks like him, especially around the handsomeness. Sunil says that they should go back, and Vinny agrees. He asks where to go, and Sunil points out the lint, but the last of the lint gets blown off, and they have no guide as to how to get back. Meanwhile, Master Hop is observing Russell, and Minka is pining for him to train her. Minka thinks to impress him with her skills, she asks him to look at her balancing on some pillows. Zoe is looking for her favorite pillow and is at the bottom of Minka's stack. She grabs it and knocks Minka over. Minka then tries juggling, but Pepper comes up and says, Who says you can play with my bowling pins? And takes one, leaving Minka off balance, and they all land on her head. Master Hop seems to admire Russell, but Russell admonishes him for standing on his comic book. Master Hop only loves him more. So Blythe continues to sell and is worried about how busy she is. And then the Biscuits come and ask what Blythe is doing here. Blythe begins to explain, but then says, You don't really care, do you? They say no. Blythe asks what they're doing here, and they say they're on the hunt for some Baron Lazardowitz figure for their dad's birthday. He's really into that stuff, and it's it's a thing, apparently. 
So they say if they get him that, they might receive more allowance. They also say the sooner the better in hopes of getting out of here. Vinny and Sunil are lost. Sunil uses his sensory power demonstrated in Blythe's crush to get directions. So that's just a power he has. So which throws the idea of Sunil borrowing someone else's power out the window on a weekly basis. But I have refined it. So instead of Sunil just borrowing a random person's power, even when that power is nothing, uh, like at random on a weekly basis, uh, Sunil it, like gets the powers of like whoever's in his proximity. And since there are a lot of people in his proximity, uh, no way that still doesn't work because like, I don't know, they go all around town in Blythe's Crush, but maybe like someone else close by has the like sensory power that's close to Sunil all the time, so that like Sunil has the chance to hone it and use it. Oh boy, what what Sunil's powers are is is a huge mystery. But maybe it's this proximity thing plus like the ability to hone it in a sense. And since they're at a convention, a lot of people are here. I don't know, man. This Sunil's power set is random and weird like like it would be less weird if it was more defined like like they don't use the like tracking ability or the literal teleportation ability he has often enough for it to constitute as just being that or a general sense of magic and <sighs> Like, maybe, like, if he's borrowed a power enough, he can just call upon it. Maybe that's, maybe that's it. So, I don't know. So, Sunil says that they can find Blythe by going that way and taking a left of the squid in the tiara. And Vinny says that he should be bad sense of directions, mongoose. Like, sarcastically. Sunil defends himself. He points again, but knocks Vinny out, which super strength is another ability he has previously used. I don't get Sunil's power. Sunil's power is, is another big question mark of the series. Anyway, Sunil goes to get help, but leaves Vinny behind. And then the biscuits coming from Blythe's booth saying that that squid in the tiara said they could find some Baron Lazardowitz stuff over here, but they don't see anything. So they step on Vinny, they spot him, and pick him up. Someone dressed in a zapper costume, which through context clues, I have identified where it looks like a superhero or otherwise other costume with like a lightning bolt on it. He this one also has Vulcan ears for some reason. I guess it's space, but whatever. He comes up and asks about the figure they have, which is Vinny. 
He says it's probably a collector's item and can be sold at auction for a lot. The biscuits, being greedy, agree to sell it at auction. So Sunil is looking for Blythe when he circles around and sees the biscuits holding Vinny and laughing maniacally. He declares supervillains have Vinny. Master Hop once again uh, asks to train Russell, not wanting Russell's gift to be wasted. Russell rejects his offer again. Meanwhile, Minka's face is red. She then lets go and says she's been holding her breath for three minutes. How's that for concentration? Minka then gets really, really sad and says concentration isn't her strong suit or any kind of suit for her. Russell observes this and then agrees to Master Hop's demands on the condition he trained Minka as well. Master Hop is hesitant, but Russell says, You could just let my gift go unused. Master Hop relents, and Minka is excited. Master Hop seems worried. So, back at the convention center, Blythe continues to sell, but is relieved that that is the last customer that she can go start looking for Sunil and Vinny. I don't... Is, is it that late already that they're closing Artist Alley? Or do booths have a designated selling time, and they're rotating it out? Or... I don't know. Like, Blythe could always close her booth in an emergency like this. Maybe she just needs to understand business more. She knows Mona. Maybe she can get tips. But, like, I don't know. It's it's really weird that, like... I don't know. It, it seems weird that they're closing Artist Alley, like, for the day, I think. I'll get to that later. It just seems weird that like because they still have the auction that's going up. Maybe they don't want like the vendors to compete with the auction. But I don't uh, I don't know. So she goes to find the boys, but Sunil finds her and is worried. He explains that the biscuits have Vinny. Blythe is confused, but Sunil says there's no time to explain, and he guides her to where he saw them. Vinny wakes up, tied to a stand, and is confused. He doesn't want to draw attention to himself. He sees that he's being put up for auction, and he wants to see how much he'll go for. So the auctioneer is announcing the rare Baron Lazardowitz figure, Blythe and Sunil continue to search for Vinny and then see that he's up for auction. So Blythe says she's going to explain what's going on and rushes the stage. However, she is stopped by the jester hat guy who's now wearing a tentacle hat to accommodate his naturally occurring hair. And Blythe says she really needs to get that lizard. The jester hair guy says that everyone wants him too. You're just going to need to bid for it. Blythe resigns and agrees to do it with her earnings from the pause play. She doesn't even try to explain that Vinny is not a figure. Like, it's one thing to attempt that and get turned away. It's another to not even try. It's just weird. Like, hey, no, that's not a figure. That's my gecko. Like, it sounds weird to someone who doesn't know what's going on, 
But at least saying it shows you put the effort in. So, meanwhile, Master Hop is beginning the training of Russell and Minka, and it is done over a montage. Russell is indeed a natural, but Minka has a rough start at it. Still, Minka figures it out eventually, and Master Hop praises her for it. So, at the auction, the biscuits are in the crowd to drive up the price so they can get a good chunk change for this doll they found and that they were going to give to their dad for his birthday. Boy, boy, rich people suck. So the auction begins and Minnie is excited to see how much he'll go for. In another montage, people bid money and the biscuits drive up the price. Blythe keeps trying, but the biscuits keep driving it up. The auction is going for 200 which seems low for a figure. Blythe, in a moment of desperation, bids 2 or one and says goodbye to her scooter repairs, which, if she only made $201 at a convention for for her thing... Like, I get not everyone has pets that want to cosplay or pause play, if you will. But those should be going for, like, a lot more than 201. Especially because, like, one of the points of this episode is that Blythe couldn't catch a break because she was so, so busy. But if she only ends up with $201, and that's, like, all the money she has and can't repair the scooter, which uh, repairing a scooter, I think, also takes more... I don't know what like uh, like what what universe is this where like I don't know that just seems low by my standard so it also seems low for this figure that is supposedly rare because like at at the end of the montage it's just Blythe and the Biscuits bidding and like people have like given up at like would have had to have given up at like 100 which i don't think figure like figures cost money like like regular figures you can buy like can run up to like 100 or even like 300 if the figure is more complex i don't i like it just seems low all around is this is this what happens if we elected al gore does like the economy just like you know, not, like, not take a nosedive where, like, things cost more and instead things are just costing less and everything's great. Man, this, uh, man, this Al Gore universe is really, really something else. So, before the deal is made, Brittany ups it to 10,000, and everyone is shocked. Whitney chastises Brittany, saying we were only supposed to drive up the price, but Brittany says, I hate losing, and I got so into it. Vinny thinks he's worth that much, give or take a few thousand, but then gets worried about going home with the biscuits. The auctioneer says, that probably closes all deals and sells it to the two frowning young women in the back. 
Blythe says, isn't it ironic that we're surrounded by superheroes because we could use one right now? Sunil agrees. He says he won't let his uh, compadre suffer. He sneaks onto the stage, draws on Vinny with permanent marker, and then Vinny asks, what are you trying to do, devalue me? Sunil says, that's exactly what I'm doing. Once he's done, he throws the marker at the auctioneer and runs off. The auctioneer notices the marker and announces that this isn't in mint condition. Henceforth, he cancels his product from the auction. Blaith is relieved. The Biscuits asks if that means their bid is void. The auctioneer says yes. The Biscuits are also relieved. And then just give up on getting some actual Baron Lazardowitz merchandise and go with their backup present for their dad, which are bronze statues of themselves and say that if he doesn't want it, we'll keep it. Uh, Like, okay, another thing, like, Brittany says is that they can't pay $10,000 for a statue, for a figure. But getting bronze statues... Sounds like it would be worth a lot more. Although, they're not getting it for their dad. So anyway, the auctioneer takes new bids. Blythe uh, would buy that for a dollar, and does so. And Blythe is excited to get Vinny back and have enough money to fix her scooter. Like, really? Like, Blythe should have gotten more. Unless that was, like, designated scooter money and everything else is left over, but... Like, like 200 seems low for this. It, it seems low for any part of this equation. Like, it might be 200, like, plus whatever else. I don't know. This seems low. I think this entire world might need a business analyst or some something. I, I don't know. This, this was a... So... Vinny owes the success of this to his partner, Super Sunil. Sunil is excited to be promoted. Vinny says he's earned it, and he's not a sidekick anymore. They discuss the semantics of this and leave. So I guess Artist Alley was closing for the day, or it was timed, or the nature of this con is confusing. Maybe it's just all like an afternoon length con of fan related stuff that can actually travel which would explain all of the like well no like if it if it was if it's a yearly con which they say this year it's taking place in downtown city it should be like a three-day con so maybe Blythe only went on Sunday Hmm. I don't know. Like, I guess that's to limit the amount she needs to make. And even then, she was busy. Huh. But that doesn't explain why it travels. Like, if it's a short con that takes place, like, once a month in varying cities, I can understand, you know, 
like the travel and stuff. But or even like once every two months. That would make a little more sense. But this seems like it's a yearly convention. And like even if Blythe only went for one day. <clears throat> and it, this whole thing is weird. I didn't think I would have a lot to be like ranting about. And here I am just past 50 minutes with a ton of rants under my belt for this episode. With at least one more coming up. So whatever, Blythe's finances and stuff, like, they work for her. Whether or not we know she does taxes, I guess, is up in the air. But it doesn't really matter because she's successful either way. So they get back and, like, it's still daylight out is the other weird thing about this convention. Where, like, I guess, like, I guess maybe it's just a big con that, like, has a lot of, like, Artist Alley submissions. So, like, Blythe has an allotted time for the day and then decides to leave. So maybe she's not a fan of Agents of Zap. Or maybe she is, but also has other business to attend to because she's busy and that's why she doesn't want to open an online store or spend three days at a convention to sell stuff or make enough stuff to sell over the course of three days. Because she has like other responsibilities like going to school and other stuff. Watching over the house in case Roger is out on a transcontinental flight. Again, Blythe really is juggling a lot. She needs someone to, like, you know, help her, you know, make the best possible business decisions that she can. But also someone who needs to understand Blythe as a person which I guess would be Mrs. Twombly but I mean I guess right now she's more focused on Littlest Pet Street and getting that off the ground and Blythe is helping with that oh dear I am I thought I was wrapping up a rant but I've just decided to continue so whatever they get back, and Penny asks how the convention was, and Blythe says that they could use some zen after today's experience. They then see Minka meditating, and Blythe compliments her. Minka compliments Master Hop, and Master Hop compliments her back on having such a great student, and she said she learned from a great master. And then Vinny asks if someone can free him from the stand that he's still on, and that ends the episode okay so so despite despite the amount of rants i went on i still overall think this is a good episode the episode itself goes at a mile a minute but it's actually very well done in that respect and i don't even mind the bottle quality of the like pet section of the episode 
because it remained focused and it didn't overstep its boundaries too much and it was indeed a good story. It's it's kind of what uh, the Sugar Sprinkles story should have been in Snipmates. But that that went on a little too long. This was like just the right length. Like all of the bits we saw were shorter from it and we get like a good story out of it and it doesn't drag its feet. The convention stuff is actually also a really good story too. And it's set up really nicely. Like right away we see like Russell says he looks like, uh, you know, agents of Zap character. And then like all the things come about somewhat naturally, except for the biscuits who by their nature are unnatural. And speaking of the biscuits, the last rant I have planned for it is about them. So they have been playing an active role in recent episodes. Sometimes as antagonists, kind of like in this episode, but sometimes as people who help or show good qualities. Like uh, in, in Snipmates, as I mentioned earlier, or even steamed where like they show to be learning and actually kind of want the job due to positive reinforcement. So anyway, so now at this point during the biscuit redemption arc, we're starting to see them waver more on their original intent, but still fall into it every now and then. Like we saw with two peas in a podcast where like they fell, they fell victim to greed and just like initially it's wanting to be better than Blythe, but they keep up the charade because of wanting more money. Like they, they would not have put as much effort into it if they didn't think they were going to get some money out of it. And this episode kind of does the same thing where they they put in the effort to make as much money as possible not to the extent of last episode but still so i think this was to eventually put them in a position where they had to make a definitive choice on how uh they wanted to proceed as people and the choices either maintain their cruel personas while being nice in the shadows every so often, or actually change and become better people. And in that, in that sense, putting that question out there, I think is a really smart move. If like, cause like the, the hard beginning of the biscuit redemption arc is, uh, is senior day where we learn that the biscuits can be nice and will pretend to do so, uh, if the situation allows it and we see it continued in certain episodes in other episodes, we see them, you know, being cruel but that is more in a public fashion whereas whenever they're nice 
it's uh it's privately or in a way where they can just blow it off like steamed like fine will help you or whatever but they still pretend to be unamused so in that sense i think it's better than crusaders of the lost mark now crusaders of the lost mark is a good episode However, Diamond Tiara's Redemption has no previous build-up to it, whereas, like, this does. This has build-up to it. But the CMC were, were secondary characters in and of themselves, so following that plotline might not have made as much sense. Whereas the Biscuits like could be considered major characters or at least highly used secondary characters so it makes sense that we see that plotline develop over time now whether or not like crusaders of the lost mark great episode of the show like nothing nothing i will say like detracts from that but just just that bit like helps maybe if they had like more time to expand on mlp even though it gets like 26 episodes per season but they also want to like focus on the like main six a lot of the time like like mlp just has like a wide swath of characters and we can't follow them all like Littlest Pet Shop has like has a has a good range of characters and like we we could see them more but like the ones we see are pretty well defined for the most part So I think I'm just going to call it there that will be it for this episode of the Lettuce Petcast. Be sure to leave a comment and review on Shot Engine, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go. When no one else is going anywhere because they're locked in. Be safe, people. And be sure to tune in next time for the episode A Doggy Biscuit. I will see you then. <laughs>